Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Next Up Podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Gordon, and during this episode, I'm at the school district of Lee County in Fort Myers, Florida, talking about peanuts and why the district made the decision to bring peanuts back into the school nutrition program. Find out what drove the district to make this choice and what the parents need to know right here on the Next Up Podcast. So we are here at Lee County Schools, and we are here to talk about peanuts. But before we talk about peanuts being back in schools, let's talk. Let's get some introductions. So, Wally, do you want to go first? Sure. Hi. So my name is Wally Cologne. I'm the Assistant Director of Health Services here for the Lee County School District. Um, I've been with the school district for about seven years, and recently just got promoted to this position. Um, so I've been on the job for about two and a half months. Really excited. Lots of things going on, and peanut butter uh, has been the topic of uh, of our work lately. So I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Okay, and Amy. Hi, my name is Amy Carroll. I am coordinator um, in food nutrition services over special projects and student wellness. I'm also one of the registered dietitians in the district. I've been with the district for five years. Um, prior to that, most of my career was in healthcare. And like Wally said, we it's been 18 years since we've had peanut butter in our district. So this has definitely been a collaborative effort, and we are excited to be here. All right. And joining us virtually, we have Sherry Collins. Sherry. Hey, thanks so much. I'm Sherry Coleman Collins, and I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist. My area of expertise is in food allergies, and I also work as a nutrition consultant for the National Peanut Board. So I'm excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics, and I'm happy to um, to talk through it with you guys. So what do you guys do with the National Peanut Board? What's that all about? Well, the National Peanut Board is a checkoff program, much like uh, those folks that make the Got Milk campaign most people are familiar with. So we are actually funded by the um, peanut farmers of America all over the country. And um, we have USDA oversight. So while we're funded by the, the peanut farmers, we also work very closely with the USDA. That sounds very interesting. I had no idea there was actually a, a peanut board and peanut farmers out there, the whole organization that was uh, working collaboratively with the USDA. That's, that's kind of cool. So, Amy, we are here to talk about getting peanuts back in school. Um, why weren't peanuts in school originally? I don't know the full story of why peanuts were removed. I know that in that we have been peanut-free kitchen since 2004. I'm guessing it had to do with the initiation of the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act that went into effect that year, may have had something to do with it, just the heightened awareness of the allergens in food. But why that fully went to effect, I am not sure. Why are you bringing peanuts back? We were bringing peanuts back. We had been talking about it since probably 2019, bringing peanut butter back because we went and visited Orange County School District in Orlando, and they had the peanut butter Uncrustables, and they were a complete hit with the students. So we're like, we're missing some customers. But like I said, having been peanut-free kitchens for 18 years and almost bragging about that, we knew that we had some obstacles we were going to have to face. All of a sudden, why do we now want to bring peanut butter back? So it was just a lot of talk, but then when COVID um, happened and over time, we've just seen worsening supply chain issues and increasing costs and trouble getting food. We saw that peanut butter was an available commodity that we could get. We then lost our grocery distributor and 
just in a pinch found someone who could service us if we mimicked the menus of a neighboring district who had the peanut butter Uncrustables on their menu. So it was an opportunity that we saw to um, try to get peanut butter back in our district if we, if we wanted to. Then now was our chance to kind of have some sort of leverage in facing those obstacles. Gotcha. So I know there's nine big allergens out there right now. And why is it that peanuts always get the bad rap? I don't get it. Sure. I'm happy to tackle that one. I actually get that one a lot. So um, I think that, you know, there are probably a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons is that, you know, there's a there's a lot of awareness about peanut allergies among children. And I think anytime we think about a health issue, when it comes to kids, it gets a lot more attention. And peanut butter is also a ubiquitous food, meaning that it is something that is very heavily steeped in American culture and food culture. And so, you know, most people can remember eating peanut butter as a kid, right? Growing up eating peanut butter, maybe even making some of your very first sandwiches yourself as peanut butter and jelly. So I think that that's probably the biggest reason. And I also will give credit to the food allergy advocacy community. They did a great job of raising awareness about food allergies with a pretty heavy focus on peanut allergies. Here's a question for you, Sherry. Is it true that somebody can have an allergic reaction to peanut butter through something in the air? So that that's definitely one of the biggest misconceptions that we hear about peanut allergies. There is there is no risk for a child who has a peanut allergy just sitting near someone who's eating peanut foods. So especially peanut butter, if you think about peanut butter as a very sticky, you know, sort of viscous food and everything sticks together, what causes a reaction is peanut protein. And peanut protein is actually very heavy and it stays in the food. Um, what people smell is actually volatile compounds that cause odor. And they're not the same thing that cause reactions. So just being near somebody who's eating a food that contains peanuts is not going to cause a reaction. So what you're saying is sniffing peanut butter protein is it going to is it going to cause an allergic reaction? <laughs> no. And actually, there's great clinical studies that show that with children who have peanut allergies, who are anxious about being near peanuts, you can, some physicians actually bring peanut butter into the room, into the you know under sort of a clinical situation, and they they put the peanut butter jar near them. Um, of course in a way that's comfortable for them and with with permission, but just to show them that they can be near peanut butter and it's not going to hurt them. Okay. So Wally, how do you feel about this bringing peanut butter back? Um, so it's been, um, it's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a, a little bit of a challenge just because like Amy was saying, we, we don't serve it in our cafeterias currently. So just having the thought of now serving this and knowing that we do have a large number of students with a variety of allergies, it's not just peanuts. So it's a lot of, um, allergies that we're having. So, you know, we took a step back and we're like, okay, so what can we do to make sure and ensure that our kids are going to be safe in the event of an allergic reaction. So we kind of, from health services, that's kind of the stance that we took, um, understanding, you know, that there is some issues trying to get foods on our cafeterias, you know, so on and so forth. So everything that I don't have control over, but we what we can have control over is what will we do in the event of an emergency? How can we prepare the staff, you know, so that way they are aware of signs and symptoms? How can we even educate students, you know, for example, not even sharing our food? So like you're saying, you know, you have one kid that's sitting next to the other one has an allergy, one's eating the peanuts. So what can we do to make sure that our kids are even educated and they're advocating for themselves to make sure that 
you're not sharing foods because believe me, they're going to be sharing their foods in the cafeteria. So that's kind of how we took it. Um, again, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, everybody's comfortable and everybody knows what to do in the event of an emergency. So what are you guys doing to educate staff and students and parents and everybody out there? So um, one of the things that we have been doing for a very long time is our emergency action plan. So this is, um, we've been doing it for a very long time again. Um, and what it is, it's basically a step-by-step -step, uh, plan for those students that we know that have documented allergies. So if the parent has disclosed this information to us, there's a process of us getting that information to us. But once we identify which child has an allergic um, or any allergies, again, uh, peanuts or any allergy, we're creating this emergency action plan step-by-step step of what needs to happen in the event of. These action plans are given to those um, staff members that are closely related to the child. So they're in their homeroom, the art teacher, the PE coach, so on and so forth. So, And they'll know step-by-step step what to do. Do we have epinephrine in the clinic? Do we have Benadryl? Do we have no medicine? Or what signs and symptoms that they need to be monitoring for that specific child? So it's very student specific and it's shared on a need to know basis. Now, is there going to be a child that may have an allergic reaction for the very first time at school? Sure. So again, we're going to then fall back on district protocol where we're just going to notify um, paramedics, we're going to call um, our emergency services, and we'll take those measures as you know they come about based on signs and symptoms that we're watching for. Um, you know, we're providing trainings throughout the year. At the beginning of the year, usually it's when the nurses, the registered nurses will go into um, the schools, provide general trainings for all the staff members to be aware of those signs and symptoms. Um, we're doing it with the teachers. Um, you know, again, everybody needs to be on the same page. Uh, one of the really neat things that we uh, are recent are currently doing is an educational video where it's going to be geared more towards like our elementary school students in a very fun way for them just to see like, hey, this is what we're going to be doing in the cafeteria. This is how the peanut butter is going to be served. This is what you need to be watching for and why you can't be sharing your food. You know, so we're really trying to make it as fun as possible. We want the kids to be advocates for themselves and speak up and know what they're allergic um, to. Um, we want the parents to have these conversations with them, you know, and, you know, we're just trying to make and just put all of those things into play, again, just to make sure that if a reaction does occur at school, everybody's as comfortable as they could possibly be during an emergency. So yeah, and I would imagine that most middle school and high school kids like they're well aware of what they're allergic to. So they're not going to grab an encrustable or something off of the serving line. Definitely. But, I mean, that's what you would hope. Yeah. You know? So again, just uh, being aware of what they're allergic to is what's important. But just in case they do, with your point of sale, won't it notify the cashier if a student is picking up a meal that has allergen in it that they're allergic to? It would. And um, one thing this has done, like Wally said, is it's um, made us come together as a collaborative team to highlight all these areas. So yes, we communicate with nursing to get all the allergens that we put in our register system. So the allergen alert shows up on the POS when the student goes to check out. We also um, ordered special colored pans for all the schools to put the Uncrustables in just to bring awareness to it. We also had stickers made up that says contains peanuts, bright yellow to put on all the Uncrustables just initially until everyone gets used to the fact that peanut butter is available again. Mm -hmm. And we want to, you know, keep it in the same place each day so that, especially for the little kids, they are very aware of what it is and where it's located. 
seems like you guys pretty much thought of everything. <laughs> I mean, communication is the most important part to um, putting people's fears at ease. Yeah. And it's, it's fears on every level. I mean, administration, nursing, the food service staff, because this is, like I said, something that hasn't been around for 18 years. So they're very heightened of the fact that mm-hmm. something could go wrong and we do not want yeah. it to. And if it does, we want to have the proper steps in place to take care of it. So what are you most excited about as far as bringing back peanut butter to the district? I am most excited about having peanut butter available because just when we made the education video with the little kids, they were super excited. And even like I said, when I went to the high school in Orange County and they had Uncrustables mm-hmm. on a golf cart driving around during lunch, and it was it was a hit. I personally, as a 49-year-old woman, would grab an Uncrustable every day for lunch probably. Oh, I love Uncrustables. Yeah. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> so if you don't like what's on the menu, there is an Uncrustable and it's tried and true. So. It's funny, my son, um, so he's the pickiest eater ever. And for some reason, he wants to eat at school, but he won't eat at home. But if there's an Uncrustable on the menu, like he'll take that over almost anything else. Like that's all he wants is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I know they're going to be a hit. I just kind of want to go out that first day and just watch how excited they are. They are going to be over the moon. Yes, they are. So Sherry, what are some of the benefits of peanuts? Why should parents be encouraging their students to eat peanuts? Well, I think one of the things is the, the what you guys have already suggested, and that is that they're delicious, right? So kids love them. I mean, I think that peanut butter is, it, there's a reason it's so popular. It's delicious, right? We eat first for taste. Um, but, you know, this the secret sauce with peanuts and peanut butter is that they're also really nutritious. You know, peanut butter's got tons of protein and it's got good fats in it. Um, it's a food that sticks with kids. You know, ki- you know, you were talking about your picky kid. My kid is also very particular. I try not to call him picky, <laughs> but he is very particular. But he loves peanut butter and he'll eat peanut butter. He'll eat almost anything with peanut butter. I give him the highest fiber bread I can find <laughs> with seeds and nuts and he'll eat it if I slather peanut peanut butter on it without blinking. So I think that's one of the things too, is that peanut butter can help uh, kids eat foods they might not otherwise eat, you know, by pairing it with carrot sticks and with celery sticks and, you know, serving it at breakfast. It really provides the nutritional boost that growing kids need to be able to focus and to um, and to really eat other foods they might not otherwise eat. It's also full of vitamins and minerals, you know, peanuts are really incredibly nutritious food. Yeah, I was going to say celery for sure, because you could not pay me to eat celery unless you dip. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe put some little raisins on top like ants oh, on the Yeah, raisins or craisins. There you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the common facts out there? Or yeah, facts about peanut, peanuts out there and peanut butter and that sort of thing? Well, I mean, you know, some of my favorite fun facts about peanut butter that, you know, there's some research that suggests that, you know, as many as that kids will eat as many as 1500 peanut butter sandwiches by the time that they finish high school. So, you know, you guys have a little catch up to do since you haven't had peanut butter in your schools, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully it'll be available every day and then those kids can make up for what they've missed. But I I think that's one of the fun things. And then, you know, as we think about, um, you know, peanuts are a really incredibly sustainable food, you know, it's really an American food, you know, something that people think about when they think about, you know, their American childhood, a lot of times they think about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I think that those are some of my favorite things. And what about frequently asked questions about peanuts? Yeah, I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, how peanuts grow. Well, they grow under the ground. That's a surprise for many people. You know, a lot of people think of nuts and they think of tree nuts, but nuts actually grow in lots of different ways. Some grow on bushes and some grow under the ground like peanuts. 
um, people will ask me about allergies, of course, you know, that's one of the things, in, and we've talked a lot about allergies. I would say that, you know, it is important to recognize that peanut allergies are one of the most common, but it's also important to remember that 98% of children are not going to have a peanut allergy. You know, about 2% of children have a peanut allergy and we want to protect those kids, but we also want to remember that the vast majority of kids can eat peanuts without any issue at all. And I love what um, Amy has said about the comprehensive approach they're taking to food allergy management, because it's also important to remember that peanuts aren't the only food that children can be allergic to. Um, you know, there are eight other common allergens and having an approach that addresses all allergens in an equal way is a much more appropriate way to manage all allergies to make sure that children who have a milk allergy or who have an egg allergy aren't going to have a reaction just like we don't want children with a peanut allergy to have a reaction. So would you say that most districts across the country already serve peanuts on their menus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, neat. So Amy, <laughs> what are some final thoughts on bringing back peanuts to your district? And when are you actually guys going to do it? Um, we have a process that we're rolling it out step by step. We are putting some new policies in place and we do want to get public feedback. So if all goes according to plan, they will be menued for the first time February 22nd. And what's the public been saying so far about this, about peanuts? Um, we had a news segment back in December where um, they the news talked a little bit about how we were going to bring peanuts back. And I personally, from our, my perspective in food service, have not had negative feedback. Okay. I have not. I mean, there is fear within the district, and I do understand that. Um, but I think just through everything we've been talking about today and working together in these meetings and coming up with guidelines and policies on how to react and educating everyone, even the custodial staff who's cleaning these cafeteria tables in between lunch services. Mm. Um, because even though we have allowed peanut butter in our cafeterias packed from home, there will be a lot more students eating peanut butter now that we're going to be serving on Crustables. I wasn't aware of that. So students could actually bring in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from home? Yes. we oh. Nothing was banned in lunch boxes. No. So it's not like peanut butter has never been in the cafeteria, but it's going to be a much larger quantity, which yeah. I think makes people nervous to make sure that, you know, everything is properly cleaned and sanitized. And I do just want the parents to feel that their kids are still in a very safe environment when they send them here. Awesome. Okay. And Wally, any final thoughts from you? How, how have the nurses been taking the news uh, of peanut butter coming back? <laughs> so, you know, just like everybody else, you know, there's definitely been some apprehension and, you know, fear, um, you know, partly because of maybe the unknown. And but again, you know, the steps we've taken to make sure that in the event of an allergic reaction, you know, we have taken different um, measures in place. Um, you know, one thing that we want to make sure is that parents have open communication with us, you know, talk to your school nurse, talk to your um, teacher. Um, so that way we know which child has um, an allergen if they know about it. Um, so that way we could definitely create those emergency action plans, get them to the appropriate staff members, make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, if the student needs 504 accommodations, we're able to provide those. You know, if the parent wants them to sit at a peanut-free table, we can make those accommodations. Um, you know, but we we really want those parents um, and guardians to just have that open communication um, with us, let us know what's going on at home. If they have um, EpiPens or Benadryl, any orders that the doctors want us to follow, you know, we could follow them however we need. Um, 
the older the child is, if they need to carry their EpiPen, again, we could we could pretty much make any accommodations um, happen within, you know, uh, guidelines. Um, but, you know, we're we're working with many different people. Food and Nutrition Services have collaborated together with um, with us at the health services, custodial staff. You know, so again, across the board, everybody's working together and we just want to make sure that the students are safe and everybody is as comfortable as we possibly can be. So, yeah, I, I love seeing the two departments working together because I mean, we're all here for the same reason. Let's take care of the kids and yeah, so you guys should be good. And, and Sherry, any final words from you, words of encouragement to parents and students and district staffs and district all across the country that may want to bring back peanuts on their menu. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I just think that it's it's such a great idea and it's such a, a great approach. I feel like you guys are leading the way with how you're doing this in such an open way, in a collaborative way. And I think that you hit it on, you know, you hit the nail on the head by saying, that, you know, you love seeing them working together. I think that's really the key for keeping kids with food allergies, regardless of what they're allergic to, safer, right? It's about working together because it's not just one person's job. Most reactions actually don't happen in the cafeteria. Most reactions happen in the classroom. So we need to be working together if our goal really is to keep kids safer. So I love what you guys are doing. And I would say, you know, for people who want to learn more about peanuts and peanut butter and how peanuts are grown and, and, uh, and maybe even more about food allergies, they can do that at nationalpeanutboard.org. You read my mind. I was just going to ask you where they could find some more resources about peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I, I'm super excited to see peanuts back on the menu here. I know your students are as well. And thank you, guys. Thanks so <laughs> thank much you. for having us. Have a good day. Thank you. For more information on the National Peanut Board, visit peanutsinschools.org. For more information on what Lee Schools is doing, visit leeschools.net, click on Our District, navigate to business services, and then select food and nutrition services. Produced by NextGen Network.